Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, that's what's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about beef, for example. Is is your is your book for sale about? Yes. I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you. 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 Say it like you mean it. This is my body. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 113. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. And I am going to, every time my computer updates, I get goofy things happen with this computer. So I am just really quickly, um, yeah, live on the air. We're going to just zoom in the camera because that's not where it's supposed to be. Hi there, that's much better. I don't need you to see everything that's behind me. Um, we can look at a few things, but... <clears throat> excuse me. So, I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. And we're going to jump into today. Uh, you know, last week I talked a lot about the coronavirus stuff. And as things are, are coming up with the vaccinations and mass mandates and all this kind of thing. This week, is it, the news went through... And we watched people just continually contradict themselves. Again, we for it seemed like there was going to be like this this moment of lucidity in this whole thing where okay, people are vaccinated. The CDC is like, if you've been vaccinated, you can take your mask off, which means everybody else can take their mask off. You should have been taking your masks off a long time ago anyway, because they don't work. Um, I mean, it was just Fauci. I mean, Fauci made a, I don't know if you remember a couple of months back that Fauci and Rand Paul went back and forth and, and Rand Paul called it. He called it like it is and said, what you're doing, wearing these masks, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is theater. This is political theater. You're doing this for the, the optics of it. Fauci had a fit. Oh, no, no. This is saving people's lives. And then this week he comes out and he said, literally, I've been vaccinated and um, I just was wearing the mask because I didn't want to send mixed signals. He literally agreed with uh, Rand Paul on the on the issue of it was it was theater the whole time. We're watching people do it. We've got we've got Nancy Pelosi finding people on the floor of the house for not wearing masks, but then you've got video of her standing around with a whole group of people, no masks. The reality is, this is reality. Come on, people. Let's let let's just stop. I wish I could. I mean, I wish my bosses would watch this because I mean, they're still requiring us to wear masks at work, and most of the people in our our job site have been vaccinated. And then there are those of us like me who have had it, and then there are those who who I don't know if they've had it or not or not vaccinated. What I don't care. But we need to take the masks off and get back to work and, and get back to life as normal. And this whole thing, I mean, we're, I've listened to, to Rochelle Walensky talk about um, in, an, in an interview, talk about, I mean, Wusa. Okay, just calm down for a minute. Let me, let me reorganize my thoughts because I just kind of went off on a tangent and, and 
ranting uh, because I need to rant. And I had all this re realized. So what is happening is now with vaccines and so on, you're watching the people on the left go back to the things that we were saying, those of us on the right or conservative or, or however you want to determine us or those who, who exercised a level of sanity, they're going back and saying some of the exact same things that we were saying early on in last year and as the pandemic was going and as people were dying, she was she was asked, Rachel, Rachel Rochelle Walensky, um, and she, I can't remember what her title is, but she was asked about people who have been, who have died since they've received the vaccine. Has anybody died? Having been fully vaccinated, has anyone died from this? And she said, we know of 223 people. And then she said exactly what we were saying because the numbers were so overblown through this pandemic. The majority of people who died, who were listed as COVID deaths, actually died with COVID, not from COVID. They died of other things, whether it was exacerbated by the COVID or comorbidities or whatever, but they died from something else. But it was listed as, as COVID deaths. I mean, this is the time of the, the last year when all the memes were coming out about, you know, guy uh, wrecks his motorcycle with no helmet, and no protective gear, blah, 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 150 miles an hour was, was listed as a, as a COVID death, right? So we were saying this, that not everybody, and now that because they don't want to scare anybody, oh, the vaccine, blah, 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 the vaccine is good. So no, they didn't die of COVID. They died with COVID, but they had some, maybe died of a heart attack. Well, how come nobody died of a heart attack last summer? It was all COVID. So are you are you seeing this? Are you seeing the contradictions? And I should have called this episode, titled this episode of Contradiction Confirmations because they are literally with their contradictions of contradicting themselves a year ago. They are confirming everything that we said. Everything that I was saying and other podcasters were saying a year ago, they are confirming now, but we were right back then. You know, the, the number of however many people in the United States, I, I don't know what the number is anymore. I quit looking. But of all the people in the United States who died, who were listed as COVID deaths, a good majority of them were people who died from the comorbidities that they had that may have been exacerbated by the COVID, but they did not die from COVID. They had other things. I mean, I told you the story last, some probably this time last year about the, the guy that my sister went to church with who had stage four cancer. And he had a, a specific rider in his life insurance for that to provide for his family. He died. They called it a COVID death. The family had to go to court to get paid out for the writer because they were trying to say he died of COVID and not the stage four cancer that he was already, they knew he was going to die from. So again, I mean, we see these things, uh, you know, we're hearing Fauci talking about people who catch COVID after the vaccine, um, but they're mostly asymptomatic and with such low levels of the virus that it's, it's very impossible, nearly impossible for them to give it to anybody else. Weren't we saying that about asymptomatic spread last year? That the virus level is so low in those people, that's why they're not showing symptoms? And that's why it's nearly impossible for them to give it to anyone else? We have almost zero 
cases, proven cases of asymptomatic spread. We were saying this before, which is why, why masks were stupid to begin with. Because asymptomatic people didn't need a mask because it was almost impossible for them to, uh, to spread it. And symptomatic people should have stayed home. Right? This is, this is, but now they're saying it and they're confirming everything we said a year ago with the contradictions that they're contradicting themselves now. And it's ridiculous. It's insanity is what it is. And it is just the continuation. And, and you're watching videos after videos of people who are still wearing their masks, still wearing them outside. And they're like, well, we, we're not 100% protected. Nobody knows. Nobody has any faith. Why would you get a vaccine if you didn't think it was going to protect you? Why would you inject this experimental? Because remember, you are the human trials. Every single one of you who has been vaccinated you are the human trial for this vaccine because they had none it's emergency use uh, approval there's no approval for this from the fda of and the way that they usually approve vaccines this is all emergency use this is all experimental why would you do that if you didn't think you were 100 percent protected i mean let me just shoot you with some saline or something I mean, again, it, it comes back to that whole thing that I've been saying for over a year. The masks were never about compassion. They were about control. The vaccine is not about compassion. It's about control. It is who they can get to be vaccinated. How, how, how can, they, can, they, can they adequately convince enough people to do this thing? And I mean, I hate conspiracy theories, and I generally avoid them. I don't think this is the mark of the beast. I don't think any of those things, but I do think it is ridiculous that people jumped so quick to something that is so experimental. It's why when the Johnson & Johnson thing, and, and yes, it was a low number of people who had blood clot issues and, and so on and so forth, but it was enough to go we don't know what this is going to do to a larger population. We need to stop it. Right? I mean, it. so yeah, I mean, all these things that were going on, I'm trying to look at what other, other, other things. Um, yeah. So that, that's really all I have to say about it. It's, it's, it's insane. And we're watching the people on the left literally contradict everything they said last year in confirmation of everything that I and other podcasters with podcasts like mine said last year. So again, other than that, I don't have a whole lot of strong feelings about it. Oh, Nicole Hannah-Jones. So if you don't know who Nicole Hannah-Jones is, she is a, um, I believe, a professor of, I don't know what, at University of North Carolina. She is the creator of the 1619 Project, which basically was, I mean, a, a rewriting of the history of the United States uh, with, I mean, I don't know. But a lot of people talked about it. I, and, and full disclosure, I didn't read it. All the information I have about it is from secondhand from other people, you know, and again, people who were like, oh, this is just the, the most amazing thing ever. And other, other people who were like, that I trust a little bit more who were like, oh, this is all you know, contradictory to what history really says and so on. Well, obviously, the University of North Carolina, 
agreed with those people who said this stuff is ridiculous, and they denied her tenure at UNC. So here again, I mean, this is just a little bit of good news. I mean, I, I hate the fact that, you know, she didn't get her tenure. I, I don't wish poor on anybody, you know, but if you're going to lie to perpetuate the, the racial divide in this nation, then you deserve to not get your tenure. If you're going to make these things up, if you're going to, you know, fudge on the details of history, then, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I talk about the whole issue with Joseph Smith and the Mormons, and it's why I do my Master's Dog podcast and things like that, is to deal with the fact that people who want to mess with the, re, with the details of history, they want to rewrite history in a certain way. Mormons want to rewrite the nature and person of, of who God is. And this woman wanted to rewrite the, the, the nature and the, uh, the reality of our nation's growth. And, and again, you, you don't have to change too much. We have an ugly past. You know, I mean, we, I've had this conversation with a whole lot of people. America has an ugly past. Yes. The, the American church has an ugly past. Yes. Do, can we recognize that? Should I be if, if expected to repent for that? No. No, I don't have to repent for the things that happened 400 or 200 years ago. Or even 50 or 60 years ago. I don't. I wasn't alive then. I'm not taking on the responsibility for that. Will I recognize it and admit that, yes, the people that I am descended from did some really stupid things and some people in the church did some really horrible things that did not line up with with what the gospel of Jesus Christ says? Yeah, I'm willing to admit that. I'm not going to try to sweep it away or, 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 you know, push it under the rug or any of that stuff, but I'm not repenting for it. And the reality is, is that I see it and, and you can tell me that I'm wrong and, and we can have our differences of opinions and how I define systemic racism is indoctrinated in the laws and um, legislated within the laws. And we have done in this country, we have done a whole lot to remove that, to take that away. I mean, does it not mean that there's still some residual effect of those things on people today? Sure. But are we, are we as a nation systemically racist in the fact that we still have these laws and so on? Are there individual racists? Yes. Are we systemically, by my, what, how I would define systemic racism as a nation, are we still systemically racist? No. Are, are there still things that need to be worked out? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not so blind that I refuse to see those things. But again, I'm not willing to, I'm not going to pay the price for what someone else has done. If that makes sense. But again, so she didn't, she could have just broke down. I mean, so many other people have done it. Broke down. I mean, I'm, I'm really waiting for Kurt Kennedy to put out whatever book he's going to put out because I believe that it will probably be one of the best books because, it, again, his, his desire to stay balanced and he's looking at both sides. And so, again, he's not just coming at it from an ultra-conservative, uh, you know, um, right-wing 
viewpoint, and he's not just coming at it from an ultra-liberal left-wing viewpoint. This man is somebody that I've, I've conversed with multiple times over the last year as a supporter of the a Patreon supporter of the podcast and so on. And this is a guy that I know will do everything he can to stay balanced. I mean, you can see it in his tweets and in his... So he's going to write a book that is going to... Fu- and, and I know he's working on something. I don't know if he's working on this particular... I mean, he's talked about all these things from, you know, from the... The early 1900s, the end of racism, the early 1900s on, um, he spoke about these things. And I've been involved in those uh, Zoom calls and stuff like that where he has broken all this stuff down. And he does a far better job and he didn't have to fabricate any part of history the way that Nicole Hannah-Jones did, apparently. And, uh, And still pointed out the fact that Yes, America has an ugly past and some things to be answered for. And we are moving, but we're not yet there. If that all makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I I just wanted to mention this fact that I was really glad that UNC kind of stepped up and said, yeah, you kind of fudged on the the details of history. So, no, we're not going to grant you tenure. You know, and and then I would say if she's going to come out and recant the stuff that is, is wrong and so on and say, you know, rewrite what it is and, and make it accurate, then forgive and, and move forward and let her have her tenure. But you have to, again, we, we, there is no forgiveness without repentance. So if she wants to repent of the things that she's done and wrote and, and fudged on the details, then great, let her have her tenure and move on. But as long as she's going to stand by the falsified history that she's, she's made, no, don't give it to her. Let her, let her, you know, apparently they didn't fire her, they just didn't grant her tenure. So be it. And then the comparisons are happening because Tim Tebow, um, not coming back to the Broncos to my chagrin. I loved this dude. And he's apparently coming back to work out with the Jaguars, Jacksonville, um, to be a tight end. They're bringing him in as a tight end. And no, he's not coming in automatically as a starter. He's got to earn his his position and so on. And so it's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be a really cool season to see him back in uniform. Um, you know, and, and potentially going to take some snaps. You would think he's he's probably going to take a couple of snaps here and there in a wildcat or whatever. But he's coming back as a, as a tight end. They're bringing him back. The Jacksonville Jaguars have signed him to one year as a tight end to come in and, and see what he can do. And so now all the comparisons are flying. Oh, Tebow got his job because, you know, it's a white and a black thing. No, here's the deal. Here's the reality. Last year or two years ago, I can't remember how far, how far back it was. But the NFL called up Kaepernick and said, hey, we want to give you a shot to come back. We're going to set up this thing. We're going to set up a a little combine thing where you can come and you can show us what you got. And it's going to be here. I can't remember where, somewhere in Florida or or something. They they said, come in and show us. We're going to bring in some, some receivers. We're going to let you take some snaps. We're going to watch you work. And we'll give you a shot. This was a couple of years ago. This is back when Tebow was still... Uh, playing ball with the Mets, trying to, to get a pro baseball, uh, you know, working out, doing things. 
and and Kaepernick said, you know what, I'm gonna do my own thing, and I'm gonna go over here and and not come to where you invited me to to give me a shot. I'm just gonna go over here and do my own thing. Does is anybody surprised that he didn't get his shot? That he didn't get it? Actually, one of the one of the receivers that he had out there that was running uh one running routes and taking taking passes from him actually got an offer from a team but he didn't because it's his attitude it has nothing to do with his ability I mean both of these guys are mediocre quarterbacks at the end of their career I mean Tim Tebow came in and I don't I don't remember how many years he played for the Broncos maybe I maybe it was only the one but he wasn't phenomenal as a quarterback he wasn't horrible I mean he he you know, got at least one playoff win in under his belt more than a lot of the other Bronco quarterbacks besides Elway and um, Manning have done. Right? He got a he got a playoff win. I mean, we got knocked out in the next round. But so both of them are not the greatest quarterbacks in the world, and so. One of them was given an opportunity to come back as a quarterback, and he said, no, I'm going to do my own thing over here. And so because of that attitude, no, they didn't bring him back. And the other one is getting a shot as something else, as a tight end. Because his his coach from college, I can't remember who, what coach, Urban Meyer or, or whatever. I can't remember the dude's name. Um, his coach is now coaching for the Jaguars and said, hey, come here. We want to, We want to give you a shot. And Tebow said, I will do what you want me to do to get a shot. Kaepernick says, I think I deserve a shot. And even though you're offering me this, I'm going to do this because I want to do it the way that I want to do it. I'm not hiring that dude. I mean, if I applied for the job that I have right now and I went in and said, well, you know, I'm just going to, you know, and they said, well, come here for an interview. And I said, well, you know what, actually, I'm going to go over here to this uh this this restaurant over here and I'm going to take interviews from a whole bunch of other people and you can come interview me there too. No. They're not hiring that dude. That's exactly what Kaepernick did. So I don't want to hear the comparisons and I don't want to hear you trying to see, people trying to say oh it's because he's black. No, it's because he's a mediocre quarterback with a chip on his shoulder and a bad attitude. And Tim Tebow is a mediocre quarterback who's getting a shot to do something else and maybe might find himself under center once or twice through the season. And that's all there is to it. So stop making the comparisons. Stop saying that, you know, again, I this is, it, it's irritating as anything that, you know, okay, yeah, Tim Tebow's white, he's getting in, it's because Colin Kaepernick, no. I mean, is is there some animosity towards Kaepernick because of the way he, he dealt with everything and the kneeling and so on? Absolutely. Do I think that's stupid? Absolutely. I think he had freedom of speech to kneel for any national anthem for any for any reason. And I mean, obviously, there there are some issues with our police and we've seen them on both sides of the of, of racial issues, white and black. I mean. Granted, okay, you know, give me the smoke, okay, Black Lives Matter, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, we've seen a lot of black people die. We've seen some white people die. Um, We've seen white people arrested for for wrong reasons and black people harassed and blah, blah. blah. Cops have have done 
I mean, overall, when you break down, here, here's one thing. So, here's the deal. Kirk Kennedy does this. And uh, when people talk about blacks make up 13% of the population, they commit 52% of the murders. Okay, well, let's break down the amount of murders that happen, and then the, the black people that did that, and it breaks down to like, you know, some... You know, 9,000 murders in, in a year, so a little over 4,000 of them or something, and I'm probably botching these numbers. It's probably not as as many as that. but And then you break it down into the 13%, so 30-some million, 45 million black people that are in America, and you break that down into you know 4,000 murders. It's like 0.0001% of the black population have committed murders. Well, let's do the same thing with black, with police officers, okay? There's like something like 40 million interactions between police officers and the general public every year. And now if we break that down to say, you know, I mean, if we break it down along, I mean, let's even go along like just an exaggerated 50% of those. If 50% of those are dealing with, with, with black people, so 20 million um, interactions with black people uh, over an, a year between police being pulled over or whatever. And that, and again, that's an exaggerated, I'm sure that's an exaggerated number. So 20 million and nine black men were murdered. Nine black men were killed by police. Murdered, justifiable, whatever. Well, what's the percentage of that? Does that not tell you that the overwhelming majority of our police are actually doing a good job? And there's a very, 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 very small group of, of bad cops that are, are, are doing, are racist or whatever or something, right? So again, I mean, can, can you protest police brutality? Absolutely. When it does happen, I mean, I, I, I love... You know, today is a year ago that we found out that Mr. Solo from the uh, from Gospel Gangsters died. And, you know, one of the songs off of off of their album, I, I think it's uh, gang affiliated is a song called I Wish One Time Was Saved. The name of the song is One Time. I Wish One Time Was Saved. And they go through this song and it's one of my favorite songs. Hey, Mr. Crooked Police. Right. You got to get down with the Prince of Peace. I can't remember the exact, but so, yeah, I mean, we talk about it. We can protest it. You and it does happen. It's not the majority of police and it's not, it, it, I mean, it's not the, the, uh, I mean, visually it's probably the worst thing that cops can do, but it's probably not the worst issue that is, is, is coming out of, of corrupt police officers. I'm sure there's, there's a whole lot of other stuff that is happening but visually this is probably the worst and so yeah should there be protests about it sure should there be things done to to try to stop it absolutely so yeah i mean should should that be why colin kaepernick doesn't get a job back in the nfl no but the reality is the reason why colin kaepernick does not have a job as a quarterback in the nfl was one he ended his career as a third string quarterback that was not very good and he's got a bad attitude. Bottom line. There you go. So get a better attitude, Cap. 
and uh, and maybe you'll get a shot. I've been saying it for years. We've we've been in need of a, a quarterback in on the Broncos, and every year I say sign Kaepernick, give him a shot. But you know, Elway quit taking my calls, and the new Moxon or whatever the the new uh, GM has never taken my calls. Elway never took my calls either. So, but I would I I would be happy to see him come back into the NFL with a good attitude. And still kneel. Do what you got to do, man. I ain't mad at you. You know, Donovan Mitchell is one of my favorite players, and he's been outspoken about Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. I don't care. You know, I don't have to agree with your politics to think you're a phenomenal athlete. Right? But you have to be a phenomenal athlete to make me think you're a phenomenal athlete. And Cap, you ain't. But I'm willing to see him give you a shot if you change your attitude. So those of you who are watching, make sure you forward this and get that over to Cap so he can he can get all that and get it taken care of. So, y'all, thank you for watching. Um, again, I know I get a little ranty and a little uh, scatterbrained sometimes um, trying to do these. I, I really want to – I'm trying to find a better time frame to record these because I end up doing these just before I'm going to bed um, and I'm I'm tired and, and generally a little confused but I appreciate all of you who stick it out uh, through thick and thin and continue to listen like subscribe share this with your friends um, see if we can uh, we, we keep growing um, and as I, I say we I'm including you guys who are who are, who are my subscribers and and the faithful watchers of this podcast or listeners of this podcast I, it keeps growing. I mean, I mean, every day, I mean, it's not huge. I have 177 subscribers on YouTube, um, probably 30 or 40 somewhere on, on Pinecast. And I'm not sure how many are subscribing through Google and Apple because I don't have access to those numbers the way that, that Pinecast shares my, my podcast. So I don't know how many people are out there that are listening and watching, but just know that I absolutely do appreciate you. I would love to have some comments from you guys and whether it's on the video in the, in the podcast or whatever, um, leave those reviews. Let me know how you think I'm doing. If there's anything you'd like me to do, anything you want me to talk about, I'm willing to take requests. I mean, I do it on the master's dog, false teacher of the week, uh, stupid things that Jory Micah says. I'm willing to take requests on all kinds of stuff. If you have a topic you want me to talk about, shoot it to me, and I will. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it, and I'll even mention your comment uh, during the show. So, thank you guys for for uh, watching, uh, for being the faithful viewers and listeners that you are. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words; they're necessary. And until next week, soli deo gloria.